0: Welcome to the eSafety podcast. Today we are going to look at the issue of online addiction. It can be hard as parents and teachers to draw the line of how much time is too much time online. In today's society everybody needs to be connected but today's focus will be on how much is too much and also if you're worried about one of your children spending too much time online what you can do about it. I'm joined by Dr Richard Duffy, consultant of liaison psychiatry in the Matter Hospital Dublin. PhD researcher with Trinity College Dublin and in addition to his medical degrees he holds a master's in epidemiology. Dr Duffy had this to say on how much time is too much.
1: It's it's not helpful to say using x amount of internet is therefore a disorder and therefore um, this person needs treatment and the, the issue is does their internet use and impair their ability to function? Are they falling behind at school? Are they losing friends? Um, are they getting into trouble? Or is it affecting them physiologically? eSafety has been working in schools for over 10 years and has an expert team of presenters that cover the whole country. If you want to learn more about what we do, check out our website, www.esafety.ie or contact us at info at
0: Welcome, Dr. Duffy, and thanks for joining us. Recently, the WHO have indicated that they will classify online addiction as a mental health disease. Perhaps we can even start by understanding what is addiction? How is it defined? Any area
1: where we're getting into mental health, one of the key things is is, is where somebody's functioning is impaired. So addiction is a set of behaviours that lead someone back to a usually a substance but 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 increasingly i suppose we're considering it in terms of activities as well and um, which which impair their functioning which which makes them not not as able to live a full and whole life as they uh, as they normally would and and so addiction has kind of characteristic um features and so people crave the thing that they're they're looking for and people when they start using it sometimes and they they lose control of how much they use it they they use it until even despite the fact that it may cause them harm and they when they don't have it they get withdrawal and the amount of the usually substance but but again i suppose we're talking in a broader terms here um when they do use it they need more and more of it to get the same effect that they they previously got and it's so kind of like a desensitization, or yeah, yeah. So what initially gets you that response no longer gets you that response, and so you need to use you need to use more of it. Um, and so, different people have different ones, you know, did different elements of this and things, or different different kind of weighting. So some people it's it's more to do with them; um, they're using it to spite harm. Some people it's more to do with their um, craving or the fact they put the thing ahead of everything else in their life um, and so it, it depends but if you have a, a few of those features then then it's looking like an addiction but the big thing is it's not just having those things it's do does your, your craving your withdrawal symptoms does your kind of loss of control do all those things impact your ability to function on a day-to-day basis
0: okay and so in think- something classic say like That we're more familiar with Something like alcohol Mm -hmm. Abuse That impairs them In a range of different ways
1: Yeah And people People can not be People can be using it In a way that's harmful Even if they're not Dependent on it Um, Although those I suppose we're beginning To maybe think about We're beginning to think about it More holistically That that from early on There there may be some problems All the way through To to the point where people Are physically
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, Physically addicted to it
0: And moving on to what the WHO have um, just defined um, as a new addiction, um, online addiction, what is it, how did they define it, Um, and why has it been defined now, not before?
1: Yeah, so I suppose in in mental health, uh, to try and make it more standardised, we use these um, manuals, which tell us how to diagnose conditions. Um, and so there is a proposed latest edition of this and, and people are talking about um, addiction, online addiction, or it's called by a whole, a whole bunch of different names. Um, but people are talking, you know, problematic internet use, computer addiction, internet dependence, compulsive internet use, pathological internet use. And so people are talking about including it. People talked about including it in the American Diagnostic Manual, which is the, uh, the DSM. Um, five, and they they didn't include it, included in it Um, even though it was even though some research was done in it um, and they they mentioned it in dsm-5 and said this is an area for ongoing research um, and so they're talking about it being in, included in d in icd-11 and icd is the the who book rather than the american one and um, which is used predominantly throughout europe um, and so there's 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 it's looking like it. It may well be included in that mm-hmm. ICD eleven, but until we have it, we don't actually know that it is included. Okay.
0: And in terms of how are they, how they're how they're defining it, I mean, you you said you mentioned that they're calling it a whole range of different things, that probably makes it harder to define.
1: Yeah, and it's it it has been poorly defined, and because it's poorly defined, it is difficult to. Because it's poorly defined it's difficult to do research on it. So you have people who do research on it and they say about 1.5% of people have it. You have other people who do research on it using different criteria and say, oh, 30% of people have it um, or 30% of certain cohorts have it. Um, And so it's hard to understand the research. And even in internet use, it's it's a very heterogeneous thing. It's different people's internet use looks looks different depending on on who you are depending on your demographic depending on what particular things on the internet you you want and so you have people who it's predominantly pornography addiction gambling addiction you've people who it's just social media and it's being hooked to facebook and you've people who it's it's online gaming for and people where it's a it's a combination of 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 all those things um increasingly they're noticing for teenagers that it's it's actually a sense of um a FOMO that it's it's a fear of missing out that um there something is happening with their friends and if they don't have the internet and they're not online all the time, what if they miss that? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's even people who even coined a new term. Uh, so people have even coined a new term, mm-hmm. nomophobia, and um, which is a fear of not having your mobile phone. And so it's nearly linked to a, a fear of um just not being able to
0: stay up if something happens and you miss it. How would you understand? an online addiction it's about functioning and so um
1: the world is changing people use the internet a lot more and um, education is going a lot of education is occurring online and um, a lot of socializing is occurring online and so it's it's not helpful to say using x amount of internet is therefore a disorder and therefore um, this person needs treatment and um, the the issue is does their internet use um, impair their ability to function? Are they falling behind at school? Are they losing friends? Um, are they getting into trouble? Or is it affecting them physiologically? And and internet addiction can affect you physio- physiologically. It. It, um, it's been shown to give um, give children impaired uh, senses of self-regulation, impaired sleep, and um, problems with um, mood swings. Um, and so there is; it does have physiological effects as well as as these other effects of functioning, and all these things. Yeah, it's it's about how they affect functioning and someone's ability to to deal with day to day life. Sure.
0: And I guess we've kind of touched on a few of them there. But what are the key indicators that? I mean, you've kind of talked about there. For say, for parents, um, how do they recognise that something has either become a problem, or what are the steps before it's become a problem that what are the indicators that this is becoming an addiction?
1: We have touched on it again. It goes back to to when is the child or or adults? A lot of adults are addicted to internet. Is it's it's a parental problem as well? Sure. You know, um, um but when somebody is beginning to just not get homework done beginning to not go out to socialize with their friends beginning to fall behind in school when parents are forgetting to collect their kids from school and when people are forgetting to attend appointments where people are not getting their work done and then you have to wonder okay well is and, and if this is occurring because of um because of internet addiction um and, and there is this um a preoccup- preoccupation with the internet and um, if somebody is lying about their internet use and they're showing the other symptoms of, of, of addiction that we've described where they have um you know a strong craving to be online, they have a withdrawal when they're not online, they're constantly wanting to be online, they're thinking about it, they lose control when they start going online. So if they have these symptoms and they're being fun and they're functionally impaired, then then they're warning signs. But I think I suppose one of the other warning signs or one of the other things that's important to think about is there's a lot of comorbidity with um, with internet addiction and so a lot of people who have internet addiction have other mental health problems okay. and whether internet addiction causes those other mental health problems or whether other mental health problems lead people to spend more time online which then develops into addiction that, that's not clear and they just there hasn't been enough research on that but also in some ways it's a bit of a it's a bit of a moot point you know it's Whichever came first matters less. I suppose somebody has a problem, and it's important that something's done about it. And so, somebody who hadn't spent that much time online and is now starting to spend more and more time online, it is worth thinking. Hold on, something happened. Has something happened in school that they are avoiding school for a different reason. Um, and so, you know, where somebody's mood got quite bad, somebody be be to develop a, a social phobia, um, and so. Yeah, it's, it's important not if, if internet addiction becomes too big a thing sometimes we'll lose sight of maybe something else that's very relevant that's in the child's life um and and we'll become totally focused on the on the
0: i think you know you've kind of suggested that there is no such not no such thing as, as too much but to put a defined time on too much online time is an unhelpful indicator or definition.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, I I suppose there is no guideline on a on a time. This many hours is 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 bad, Um, but yeah, I think if somebody's constantly increasing their internet use and other things are suffering, then it has to be some questions have have to be asked. Um, But I think it's important that parents appreciate that that the social norms are changing, and I'm sure there was people sitting around in the 16th century when someone one of their kids found a book and their illiterate parent thought this good for nothing child was wasting their time staring at this thing whereas nowadays you'd be so happy if our child was (laughs) looking at a book and so society is changing and and, and that just has to be accepted Mm -hmm. Um, and it's
0: probably similar with TV say in the you know 80s and 90s yeah there was you know kind of don't spend. Don't sit too close to the television, yeah. and don't spend, you know, yeah. X amount of time. Um, <clears throat> but those social norms, as you say, have changed. So I think you're you're right that there's no right or wrong amount of time. But it, when it becomes, you know, a, a huge focus in, in their life, and it start, they start neglecting other issues or other aspects of their lives. Yeah. Um, that's that's when to to really take note. Um. This is an interesting one for families. Um, how much do children take in from their role models? I.e., their parents, their older brothers and sisters. Um, how important is it for parents to model a healthy use of technology?
1: You know, ch- children are very influenced by their parents, and it, it is important that parents model. A healthy internet uh, Use And and The other thing is That evolves over the course Of a child's life Lifetime What's a healthy internet use For a three year old Is different for a six year old For a nine You know And and so as a child grows up The parents have to actually Adapt and change Their Engagement with their child On the internet And So some of it's about How they model things But some of it's about How they Teach their children To use their internet Some of it's about How they use their internet With their children And actually it'd be It's important that um, it's important that kids and parents use the internet together, so that the so that the parents can show the kids how to.
0: So, if you were treating someone for an addiction, um, whether it's substance or online or or whatever, what are there general steps that you take to um, in, in, for treatment? Um, and is there anything that would be relevant for parents um, to just understand the process?
1: Um. So, so I think you. One of the initial things you want to do is you want to see where the person is at. Does the person themselves want to change, and and where where somebody's behaviour um or somebody's addiction is affecting their life in a in a significant way, um, it can be really useful just to create awareness around that and so so understand how much somebody give sorry begin to give somebody insight into how much their um addiction is affecting them or how much time they're spending in in this case online yeah with 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 any addiction i suppose one of the most important things is to give somebody a, um, a level of awareness about their addiction and so how much time are they how much time money energy are they giving to their their addiction and so um and and sometimes that can help people see the effect that it's having and as people see the effect that it's having their motivation to change can can increase and so they can become a little bit more motivated and then with some supports they can begin to plan okay well what do i need to do to change and then they can move on to begin to actually enact some of that um, Mm -hmm. and, and then learn from that attempt to change process and continue to refine it as they as they try and try and change
0: Sure, and one of the things that we suggest in eSafety is for a family to do a um, an, on a time audit of how long they're spending, either on technology or online. Yeah. Um, so they download, you know, there's a whole plethora of apps that record the usage time, but also the apps within a phone or computer that yeah. um, the whole family does together. So it's not just the children, but the parents as well. And at the end of the week, they sit down and they can see that. Time spent and where the time was spent yep. is that a useful exercise Wait, for families? I get it. I I, I find it useful. I've I've had <laughs> games
1: where the game will tell you how long you spent playing, and I've been like, okay, I need to I need to delete that now. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, that's that that's useful. It's going to w- raise raise awareness. What can also be useful is um. W- w- what's also useful about that is it can show you where you're spending your time, mm-hmm. and so some of it is about. The, 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 I think we talk about like internet diet. Um, which is just cutting down the amount of time you're on the online. But also they talk about internet nutrition, um, which is like, what are you looking at? Because mm-hmm. if you're studying online and you're spending, you know, a huge amount of time online, that might be fine. Yeah. But if you're going from like clickbait to clickbait to meaningless YouTube video to watching cats fall over, which isn't meaningless YouTube video. <laughs> it's important YouTube video. Um, then then you can be wasting huge, huge amounts of time. And... Um, and that can look much more more like an addiction so something that not just records what you're how much time you're spending but also what you're doing and what apps you're on that that can be
0: very useful um and for example say you know a family does that exercise and there's a, a child in the family that's spending you know an unhealthy amount of time relative to the other children for example um what would be the next steps they've highlighted the issue the child can see clearly for themselves that they're using the internet maybe more than the others in the family if the parents were concerned about the amount of usage and maybe you know the homework isn't getting done or you know they're spe- they're they're prioritizing that over other things what would be the next step for parents to try and intervene in a sort of healthy proactive way
1: Yeah I, I think another thing that would be useful is is periods of time offline and so it and and that can also be very telling on 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 is this something that the the person is is addicted to so that might be hours within the day where there is a family meal time where there is um uh, you know the family go for a drive and they don't all bring different um
0: smartphones different
1: smartphones and tablets and, and spend their time on them or when the family go for a walk or go on a journey they leave them behind Um. Or it can be maybe for, uh, you know, once off taking a day or two where people decide no technology for a day or two. And that can be very telling as well. So mm-hmm. that can be another area where people can can see what the what the problems would be. And so I suppose once people have seen where the, the, that there is a problem, that there is somebody who's using the Internet more. I think because Internet is going to be so pervasive and, and the model of treatment, for want of a, a better word, is, isn't abstinence it's not like alcohol or drugs where the idea is no um, internet use it, the idea is is more like um, somebody who might have a an unhealthy relationship with food where it's well how do we make this relationship with internet healthy mm-hmm. um, and so that's where there may be a um, you might think about again internet diet and internet nutrition so what's the amount of time that you're you're spending online and can you set some targets around that and then, what is it you're spend, spending your time online? Um, and then, and again, there might be apps, websites, or um, kind of patterns of use that you that that this person has to decide to to avoid. Um, I think, I think sometimes as well here, making it into an illness isn't isn't always helpful. Sure. Um, and. It is helpful when it gets the individual who's using too much internet and um, when it gets them help, when it, it shows it gets them a way of accessing treatment. But if it is something that means that they're not responsible for their actions or they're not an essential part of, of the change or they're kind of a helpless victim to this this. Illness, Mm -hmm. and that's then that's not helpful, and actually that's actually disempowering the person. And so, while while uh, for want of a better word, a diagnosis can be helpful, um, it can also hinder hinder someone. And so Mm -hmm. it's important how it's used and how the person interacts with that idea of, well, maybe I have internet addiction. Um, And so yeah, so so I, I I think there's there maybe shouldn't be a rush to. Especially the mild render to pathologize it, to make it into an illness, but to identify it as a problem and do what can be done to minimize the impact of that.
0: How can parents and teachers be proactive about this issue? Um, you know, before there's a problem or before there's yeah. habits, or um, is there a way or a method that you would advise parents to? even sit down and talking with their kids, is there a particular way that they can do that in a sort of proactive way?
1: Um, I, I think it's modelling healthy use. It's It's encouraging a lot of activity outside of the internet. And so the internet's important. You can't get away from it in life, but there's lots and lots of things in life that don't need the internet, that don't involve the internet. And I think it's important that children but also everyone has a balance in their life where there's times they're doing things online but there's lots of times where they're not and so it's probably much easier to give a child an iPad um but but it it probably takes more time to to entertain them in ways that don't use an iPad and I think it's important that that um that they are things that are modeled by by teachers and by by parents um and so yeah ha- having a good balance and and Building children's um ability to to function outside of the the internet, i suppose but also looking for we talked a bit about those comorbidities and looking for those comorbidities is there a child that's becoming very anxious? is there a child' that's becoming quite depressed um and is that why they're going into um the internet and I suppose one of the big benefits of the internet is the the sense of anonymity and so you know is there a child who's really struggling with self, self-esteem issues and uh, mm-hmm. because the internet can be a real sense of escape for someone who has very low self-esteem and so you know if there is so if there are issues it's important to address them so so part of it is modeling things outside of the internet and uh, but also the other one is maybe identifying things that are driving the child to spend a lot more time online and, and where those things are present doing something to tackle them
0: Thank you, Dr. Duffy, for joining us today. I think that the important takeaways for parents here are that, although there was no right or wrong amount of time spent online, it needs to be in a balance with the rest of their lives. Each parent will know what is appropriate and inappropriate for their child. The time they spend online will change as they grow. But for parents who are still unsure about how long is too long, remember the indicator. Is it affecting other aspects of their lives? their schoolwork, or their ability to go out and socialise. It's also important for parents to engage with them on what they're doing with their time online. As Dr Duffy suggests, if they're spending hours and hours of their time clicking through social media, then it's worth having a conversation with your children about their online nutrition. It's important to empower them to understand what is isn't healthy for them. It is also worth doing a tech audit with your entire family to understand how much everyone is using and what they're using it for. Finally, it's important to realise that we as parents are the main role models for our children. If we are constantly glued to our phones and screens, then what can we expect from our children? Having screen-free time at dinners or over the weekend can be a really healthy time for children and families. Thanks
1: for listening to our eSafety podcast. If you have any questions or would like us to address a new topic, please email your questions or queries to info at esafety.ie. eSafety, keeping kids safe online.